Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Booty, High Seas, Low Expectations. You are joining us at the beginning of session nine of our grand adventure. Uh, today we will be adventuring in the world of the Thousand Teeth um, as our three intrepid adventurers uh, desperately try and make sense of themselves and the what world around them. What does intrepid mean? Intrepid? What does that mean, actually? Intrepid. You just felt like saying it, did you? It's a good word, isn't it? I don't know. Keen to adventure? <laughs> doesn't know. Let's find out what intrepid means. <laughs> it doesn't I know no what idea. it means. Uh, what does, does intrepid like, mean? Does it mean like it's dangerous? Uh, I no, think we're it, the intrepid adventurers. I, I, it's adventurous. fearless adventurous. Oh. So you're adventurous. Basically, I'm just saying these adventuring adventurers. Yeah. He knew it worked, and that's fine. Yeah. That's how language kind of works, isn't it? Uh, nice yeah. Uh, the, you just get it. Yeah. Just get it, man. Just get it. Just get it. I don't know what it means, but I used it in the right way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what it meant, and I just knew the feel of it felt right exactly. in that context. And that's yeah. It felt very intrepid. Thanks for joining us. Uh, before we start the session, it's worth me saying that this is uh, not the last session. There will be several more sessions. This is perhaps the end of Act 2 of Booty. There will be a third and final act. However, due to um, exciting things going on in the world of largely Craig, um, we will be taking a uh, three to four week hiatus. We should be returning live on October 19th of this year. Uh, in the meantime, uh, some exciting things will be happening uh, in the world. Uh, that being things like level ups will happen. Ships will be crafted, hopefully. Um, and a grand adventure will follow um, on our return. Uh, however, let's go back to find out what happened in session eight with none other than Chris Trot. Hi there. I'm here to inform you of what happened in episode eight. What so did I happen need, in episode uh, eight? Chris Trot, my intrepid uh, person sat next to me. I'm going to intrepidly summarize. I'm, I'm intrepidly excited. We took a short rest. We negotiated for a better cut for saving the two dwarves because we're out on an excursion for lead. The cobalt. Your lead farmers. We arrive at the mining site. It's pretty rudimentary. I think that was my whimsical thinking at the time. We decide to practice mining first. Guri, who's the leader of the Dwarven Excavation, leads us to an area of rock and we get three mining picks. When I return, that sword, Titus and Kapipi are hiding <laughs> mischievously. Kapipi is bagged and dragged away by a group of kobolds. Not so fucking funny now, is it, no, Kapipi? That was very intrepid. Sword just notices and gives chase, threatens the leader with his musket. Titus makes Sword jump by shooting the leader by accident. So he comes in 
guns blazing. Yeah. Um, well, spells blazing, I should say. Kapipu tries to calm the rest with an enthralling song, and it works on three of them. And Titus helps by dancing, sending off sparks and colors behind him. Um, I heal the leader and then aggressively wrangles the kobolds to work for us and collect lead and put it in our portable hole um, for their wrongdoings of kidnapping, essentially. Mm. Um, many hours of kobolds happily appeasing us and filling the hole with lead up to Kevin's waist, Kevin being the hole boy uh, from the ship. We got 300 pounds of lead, to be exact. And we, call it, um, right, I'm going to wreck on that a little bit. It's uh, written here. I know it I is. I wrote that down. I know you can't is. change it! I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm going to say you have, from your hall. You, I, we need to decide whether or not you want it in the hole or in a wagon. But basically, I'm saying that you come away from this adventure at the moment with about 400 kilograms of lead. Wow. Okay. So, just short of half a metric ton of lead. I do believe at some point we start extracting it from the hole into the wagon. Did you? But I'll get to that. Okay. We make them close their eyes for a reward of them helping us, of food, and then we make them count and immediately run away and go to sleep. The kobolds patiently count until sunrise, which they don't like, and then they run because they were getting burnt by the sun. We have a nice breakfast, um, ale, and then get to mining. We first empty the hole into the smeltery. That's what we did. We empty the hole into the smeltery while Sammy the wizard smelts them into perfect spheres. Uh, we go for round two. Titus chips away with reasonable success. I drink a transformation elixir, turning my arms into pickaxes for like 10 minutes of power mining. <laughs> Six hours of mining goes by. The dwarves start packing down where we collect enough lead. Um, we make the long way back to the jungle, back along the same path we took. The jungle opens up as we hear a loud snorting noise. A goat is scared, breaks through from their wagon and runs. A dwarf trailing behind. A huge armor-plated hog bursts out. And then there's just a picture of the fight. No, I've got here. There's a big armor-plated hog. However, after a bit of battling, some knights atop, some winged creatures. Hawks. Hawks. I think they were. Uh, hawk birds. And they have big long spears come in. And something like this. Even though we pretty much. Oh. That was a hawk. Do you want to hear that again? Screech. That's what it sounded like. It came in. Like wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They came in with spears yeah. as if to save the day. We had already pretty much killed the thing and claimed this kill. Mm-hmm. So we negotiated <clears throat> with them and they would help take the armor plates um, to the engineer from the Firebirds, because it turns out they're from the same area of the world, and to build and enhance our ship with them. So that we made a deal. And that was pretty much that. We felled a giant hog. There we go, that is the summary, Alex Smith. Um, well we all done. Got big dicks. Is that something you wrote down, or? It's a continual note. Just, yeah. Just we they're in there, get. and they're big. They're always bigly. That's Titus's personal character growth. Intrepidly big. Intrepid. Dongers. Okay, very good. Well done. So then, we begin session nine, part one. Uh, the party is currently split. So, Sword and Kapipi. As afternoon slips into evening, the daytime heat above the jungle recedes and leaves the air cool and damp beneath the canopy. The smell of living soil rises from beneath your feet as a gentle wind sways Soil's through the alive. canopy of the great trees above you. It's been several hours since you left the site of the boar attack, and your caravan has made good time. 
trundling along the main jungle road towards Goldtooth Town. At this rate of travel, you should make town just before nightfall. I reckon we'll make it just before nightfall to PP. Yeah, we're making good time. Yeah. What did everyone wipe with in the forest? Well, you're not here. Titus, you can't, see, you can't speak to Oh, Titus. I was flying. You're in the claws of a giant hawk. <laughs> and uh, you we're just going to What should I wipe with? Titus was here. He I'm grabbing ask. feathers. <laughs> what should I wipe with? I'm I just doing did a lot. Pool, look away. I had to go. <laughs> we'll come to you in a minute. Um, <laughs> So, Sword and Kapipi, again, you've been travelling along this sort of jungle road that we, we described have. earlier when you headed out to the mine. It's the main thoroughfare through this, uh, sort of from the interior out towards Goldtooth Town. Okay. It's well-travelled, uh, hard-packed uh, soil road. Uh, you, uh, there are several sort of, you, you have your wagons here, your caravan of, of wagons are, are laden with lead. And, of course, lead is very valuable in this part of the world. There's not very much of it. Um, and it's very prized for things like making bullets and using it in, in alloy form, in, in, in many forms. Um, alchemists prize it for certain reasons, of which you, you know. You're, you're, you're heading back to see um, Master Flagon to see if he can transmute some of this into, into gold. Uh, so the dwarves are going to be sending their share back to Dwarven High Command, who will use it to create ammunition um, for, their, for their rifles and such things. You're traveling along with these wagons. Uh, you pass lots of travellers going both in and out of the interior of um, the Golden Travellers? Yep, some pass without Travellers, good you, to see you, traveller. You see members of the church going by, the Church of the Three-Pointed Star, moving in their organised caravans. Occasionally you see uh, knights, other adventurers, uh. going to make their fortune. Um, some of them friendly, some of them don't really want to talk to you. Uh, occasionally the dwarves see people they recognize from in town, other tradesmen, crafters, artisans, people going to extract uh, lumber, precious materials from the inside. Busy uh, then. The Quite interior. A busy route. It is a busy route. Like I say, it's like the main road in and out of the town. And, and for those people that want to travel into the heart of the Gold Tooth Isle, uh, it's full of, you know, treasure, surprises, rich rewards for those that would risk uh, the, the things they may find. Oh. Um, one particular group uh, stops uh, by, or well, sort of stops further up ahead of Ooh, you. Oh, stopping travellers! Those travellers have stopped, seemingly to take a drink um, and uh, root through their bags. They they look a bit dodgy. Um, they um, actually overtook you, so they came from inside the interior. They can they, they passed you a little bit earlier on, and you managed to get a bit of a look at them. It's Told three travellers. They get there before us. They never do. No, they, they turn, they're like, oh, let's get past these, these slow dwarves. Slow down, you're not going to get there any faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be knackered and want to take a rest. They yeah. tried to take the fast lane, but now the fast lane's full, yeah. and now the inside lane is the empty one. Idiots should have um, stayed on your lane. So anyway, they, they've stopped now um, after passing you. You noticed uh, they were a group of three travellers. They all looked um, somewhat battle-worn. They, they, they looked like they'd seen combat. Uh, there was a half-orc. There was a human... Um, and there was, you're not quite sure, but you saw some, some a person or a humanoid of, of, of average height covered in sort of brown cloth wrappings all around their body. The only, the only discernible feature you could see was a, a large beak poking from a hood um, as, as they went by. Now these, they've stopped further up the road and your caravan is approaching them. Is there anything you'd like oi, to do oi, before oi, you... Oi. Fishy? You don't say uh, that to them, you say that to each other, as it me. Yeah, I don't mean Titus. I reckon something's up ahead. Did you call me Titus? No, I said, I don't mean Titus. 
when I said fishy. fishy. Sorry, I thought you called me Titus. No. You know my name, right? Yeah, yeah, What yeah. is it? <laughs> you know it, right? Yeah. You want, you want to say it? Don't need to, because I know it so well. See, because I know your sword. Yeah, yeah. and I know you're no. going to tell me why you think I think they're suspicious up oh. ahead. I think you think that they're suspicious up ahead because you saw some suspiciousness about them. Well, they look a little rough and tumble, you know? Yeah, something's a bit fishy. And I don't mean Titus. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not my name. No, you're, um... <laughs> <laughs> the caravan continues. <laughs> uh, as, as you continue this, uh, Guri looks up to you and says, All right, boys, um, we, we passed many dodgy figures on the road. It should be fine. They're just... I would keep your wits about yeah, you. Yeah, these look particularly dodge. And I got a dodge sense about me. Well, we'll, we'll just keep the wagons moving and... Uh, I used to be dodge myself. Just keep ourselves to ourselves. Be all right. So as the caravan approaches, um, again, the road is sort of double width, so it allows traffic in both directions. You are travelling on the right-hand side of the road. They are to your left um, oh. as you ha- add in, head in towards um, Goldtooth. You can't see, see Goldtooth Town yet. You're still very much side of the road. in yeah, the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're on the opposite side of the road to what the UK would normally drive on. Yeah, but the rest of the world, you know, there's only like, there's a tiny percentage of people that drive on the same side of the road as we do. Um, yeah. I'm used to one way streets. You're used to one way streets, exactly. Yeah, it feels weird. It doesn't make any sense. We're going to crash, we're going to crash. The total culture is famed for its one way systems. Um, <laughs> the whole island. It's all current based. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're all like, well, whichever way the current goes. Oh, we have to we're go only back around one. again. We've only got one, one straight road. That's it. And it's one way. And it's not a loop? No. You figure that one out. How do you... <laughs> it's, it's an analogy for life. Yeah. Once you get a certain way down the, the, the total you've road... You've got to commit if you're going down that road because yeah. you're never coming back. You've got to know when to turn off. Well, we'll have to delve into total town planning at some point. Yeah, I'll show um, you So as, you, as, you, as the caravan trundles down and approaches these, these mercenaries, one of them puts their bottle back down into one of their packs that they've left at the side. Oh, a classic bottle put down. A, you the see half, him? The, the half-orc steps out in front of your caravan and raises a hand. Of course, half an orc. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is that what you say? No, no, go on the caravan. We've got no time to be stopping unless you've got a problem. The caravan stops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you want to roll over, unless you want to roll over this half orc. Enough time to stop there. <laughs> we Sorry, we don't have time. The half orc stands in the road. <laughs> Um, out of the way! He walks up There's to one traffic. of the goats, the front goat, and grabs one of its reins to stop the caravan. Whoa, 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 that's our goat! Don't just go grabbing a goat. You're going to get yourself killed out here in the street. You need to be careful. Yeah, you need to be careful. Says the half-orc. Yeah, you could have been run down. This is a dangerous place, and my tracker here says that you may be being followed. Really? The only people following us was you. It'd be awful if something were to happen to you. Oh, for fuck's sakes. But it's only a couple of hours to Goldtooth Town. We would be We're going to hit it before to... nightfall. How do you know that's where we're even going? This road leads one place, unless you plan to take these heavy wagons on much more, less suitable pathways. Oh, uh, you got us there. I'm going to eye up the other people, because he's very much... I feel like he's giving us his attention while maybe the other groups... I would be rifling around at this point. So, um, the, this half-orc, it's a short, the one that's holding the reins, they're a short half-orc, but broad and clad in patchy mail and leather. One of his tusk-like teeth is broken, uh, uh, and the other one pokes from his lower 
um, lip up over his, his top lip. They, he seems like he's seen battle recently. Um, he's quite scarred up, quite, his gear is in not great condition. Um, he has a heavy sword over his back. Um, to the, um, off to the left, the other members of his small party, there is a female human with short brown hair, also a medium build. She wears a tarnished metal chest plate held in place by leather straps over a dirty padded brown gambeson, which is like a, you know, a padded jacket that you'd wear under heavy armor. Um, they seem to be watching you intently, this interaction intently. However, the other, the other figure um, is looking around, keeping their eyes up and down the road, looking into the bushes. On their back, they have a, um, a heavy crossbow. So um, slung over their back with a quiver of crossbow bolts at their waist. None of them seem to be brandishing their weapons yet, but they are clearly able to access them fairly quickly. And like I say, the, the character clad in all of the brown cloth covering most of their body um, is, is, is looking up and down, up and down. Because of the, the time of day now, there are quite a few shadows and this one seems to be keeping in the shadow. You can't quite make them out. Uh, they're about 20 feet away from but you. we know um, they're there. On the edge right. of the road. You know they're there, yeah. absolutely. It's just they're sort of like, imagine the, the road has several large trees and bushes. Well, I mean, the whole thing is lined by thick vegetation and they're keeping very much to the, sort of the edge of the vegetation where it casts a shadow. But they're keeping an eye out. That's what you see. Look, we don't want any trouble. We don't want you to be causing any trouble to us. We're just trying to make our way back to town in one piece. And I'm sure you'd like to make it in one piece as well, right? Looks like you've already been through a lot. You don't want to go through much more, do you? Oh, yes, we have been through the ringer. Uh, yeah. we, we are mercenaries and we have been working on behalf of the three-pointed star. That's... Do not trust that church. Well, Believe me. Not religious personally, sir. Neither are we. We took out a contract and then they failed to honor it. Mm. And Noted. now we, we travel back to, to raise our appeal. But as I say, we, well, my tracker over there and he points to the one that's like in the shadows looking up and down, informs me that you are indeed perhaps at risk with your, and he looks like across all the wagons, precious cargo. Wow. And thought, well, this may be an opportunity for us to put our skills to use and protect you on the remainder of your trip. Look. We do good rates. I'm sure you do. We've got these other guys that are with it. They're, they're used to this. They're, they do this all the time. In fact, so we're... Huh, these dwarves, they yeah. look like miners, not fighters. Yeah, but they do it well, all What do you think we are? We're the ones who got hired to protect them. Just two of you? And you're trying to take our jobs? There's not just two of us. We're the only two you currently see. Unlike your tracker, who I can very obviously see back there. Mm. He's trying to stay hidden. He's not You'll trying be to careful. stay hidden. If you want us to protect you, let us know. But yeah, do you we'll need coins. some help actually getting back to town? Because we, for a very cheap rate, yeah, you'll be we careful. could look after you. Okay, persuade. Persuasion. <laughs> do you want me to... Yeah, go for it. Because my persuasion is plus nine. It is. I thought you were joking. Oh, it's a four. So that's 13. Oh. You think we need to protect ourselves? I mean, look at you, you're all messed up. We faced many our, many our number in our, in our most recent battle. Many. Those bloody loblins. Maybe the loblins attacked. On the, on the continent? Aren't they usually out underwater and stuff? No, no, the, the loblins are sort of subterranean. 
they live on in coastal burrows. Right. Vast towns dug into the earth, of which we were hired to remove them from. They sit on church land, supposedly. Well, technically, church land sits on them, but yeah. Huh. The funny, funny joke, Hobgoblin. Yeah. I've been known at my moments. Still, it is not the loblins that uh, seem to do you harm. Some other form of small creature tracks you in numbers, many numbers. Oh, what? Seriously? If you'd like to know more, there would be a cost involved. Not the spiders again, is it? No, no, no. You know, you what? know the... You don't think it's the... Yeah, I think it's them. You don't think it's them? No, I think it's, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, how much? <laughs> how much? Just uh, a know, few hours work. Well, each of you us. You said a couple. 50 gold per, per mercenary. Three per of us. Per mercenary? 150 gold should do it. God, I said I wasn't religious, but I'm easy to blaspheme in cursed form. Jesus Christ. <laughs> who, is, who is that? Never heard of them. The hobgoblin, like it's a hobgoblin deity. It's a hobgoblin deity. He spits yeah. on the floor. What's the three-pointed stars deity that you might take in vain? I don't bloody know. Triangulus. Ah, oh. Triangulus. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Wait, that's you're mixing the two. Jesus, together. try it. <laughs> Are you wasting my time? Do you wish to die? No, we don't. Who's going to kill Clearly, us? Really? Why would we want to die? Well, the way you're acting makes me think you might. Death is all I know if, if these days, he followed, says, looking down at his sword. <laughs> Mate, if we, we just fucked up an armoured hog. Yeah. A hog? And spiders. A spider king was up there. Yeah. So you've managed to kill a pig and some household pests. Well done. God, I don't know why you're mocking us. Why would we want to hire such assholes? They were bigger than normal ones. You don't tend to hire mercenaries for their personality. That is true. Yeah. I mean... Price though, we could open a nice negotiation. For 150, I would like a little bit more pizzazz though. Yeah, jazz could it I, up a little. Jazz it up a pizzazz. Little bit. At least put a smile on. Oh, on, I can, actually can don't you smile? Know. He sort of tries to do like a. <laughs> like he does a grimace. <laughs> no, and like his broken tooth kind of oh, catches on his wow. bottom lip. His other one sort of like. Have you ever seen like a dog that's got like, you know, like one tooth that sticks out and they look a bit like. A bit derps. Yeah. Like my nan's got a shih tzu. Horrible to look at. Just horrible. Big goggly eyes, one tooth that sticks out. The house of Shih Tzu. Oh, <laughs> brutal. That's my nan, you thought that's it. I'm going to kill your character now. That's it, I'm killing your character. Um, look, all right, you know what? I thought you were having us on, and I thought you were going to just steal our shit, which would be a terrible mistake for you because we fucked up a massive hog and several spiders, but it looks like we can work together on this because the thing's chasing us. I don't really want them to chase us anymore. We had a bit of an altercation with some kobolds. Ah, oh, the kobolds, that's what you were talking about. Do you know? What the fuck did you think I was talking about? I thought about? you meant those ones from the, the no, it doesn't matter. The kobolds. <laughs> oh, shit. Whistling out of the forest comes an arrow that pings into the side of the wagons. 150 deal. <laughs> right, momentary, right, you wait. Titus. Titus, uh, let me just get this up. After a spectacular and somewhat terrifying flight over the jungle in the clutches of a giant hawk, you now see beneath you Goldtooth Town. You're several hundred feet above the town, which bustles with activity like most days. 
It's taken perhaps 30 minutes of flight to get you to this point from the site of the boar fight. And you're feeling rather chilly uh, because it's cold and you're high up and you're moving at quite some pace. You also don't seem to be able to find anything to wipe with, um, which is causing Sounds you feathers. no small amount of alarm. As you reach for the feathers, you find that every time you try to wipe, your fingers push through the tiny hair-like structures of the feather <laughs> and come away with ah, a brown hand. It takes you only moments to realize that prestidigitation could once again be used for this. Oh, fuck, of course. My ass. <laughs> and clean my ass with prestidigitation. It's quite a good smell. Amazing. I should have um, worried about wiping. They use it all the time at Hogwarts. I know. Yeah. You head over the town and out into the bay, where you see a very large ship that seems to be the destination. As the hawks, uh, you are, you know, well, the hawk you're in the clutches of, and indeed several other hawks r- uh, ridden by these the great knights with their lances, spiral down, reducing their altitude onto the deck of this massive ship. Wow. Nice. There is a cry in the air as the hawks signal their return to to their home base. Uh, Beneath you, you see a very large ship. It has a deck that is perhaps not typical of other ships in that it is flat. Uh, It it has a a large area of space for which uh, for for the for the hawks to land on. Underneath uh, the, the large platform, which makes up most of the deck, are what looks like sort of small archways, which have n- not nests, but they look like little little hutches or bunkers for, for each of the hawks. This is sort of like a floating giant aviary, right? And uh, on the top is a deck staffed with many people that help to fit, refit, and um, grab and harness all of the hawks and things like that. The, the ship is entirely based around these hawks. Uh, it's... One of the biggest in the bay at the moment. Um, it dwarfs a lot of even the larger sort of ships of the line and things like that. This one doesn't seem to have many cannons or anything. It seems to be um, more of a transport ship for these hawks. Uh, it is easily a couple of hundred feet long. Um, and like I say, it has many crew busily moving around this, this huge f- uh, flight deck. Uh, the hawk lands. Well, just before it lands, it hovers and deposits you Somewhat gently on the deck. There's a three-foot drop onto your chest and stomach. Give me an acrobatics roll to see if you can get your feet underneath you before you hit the floor. Ten plus two, twelve. Okay, yeah, you you don't take too much of a hit. You land just on your hands and feet, splat down. And as you look up, you see already the feet of a quite small diminutive figure. Uh, And they say to you, Welcome to the Gilded Wing, pride of the Castilian Navy. Uh, on the deck, you're greeted by a middle-aged gnome. They're wearing a green flight jacket with many medals adorning their breast pocket. Uh, I am Wing Commander Flack, and you are welcome aboard my ship, but I would urge caution. This is a busy and dangerous environment, with lots of large hawks and those who see to fitting them moving around at all times. There are no balustrades or banisters on the edge of this flight deck, so please be careful you don't plop off the edge. Uh, and then... Uh, Gives you a hand, a small hand, to help lift oh, you up. Thank you. And then you'll... You have a massive deck. Thank you. How do you handle such a large deck? My deck requires a, a large crew to yes. keep it in ship shape. We frequently polish and varnish it, oil it, uh, keep it in uh, a good state of repair. Yep. Uh, the My deck often gets covered in uh, huge amounts of bird poo, as you can of imagine. Of course, yeah. Uh, so we, we tend to just push it off the edge. 
Nice, that's fair enough, yeah. Yes. So you own this fat deck? This, big fat deck. This, this whole giant deck. I have uh, a big fat deck, that's pretty cool. What do you what, what do? You do? I, well, I've been, I've been given this ship. It is, it is my honor to command uh, Castelliar's uh, one and only uh, giant hawk carrier division. Uh, we uh, use it to explore, scout, uh, and raid internal structures in the interiors of islands all around the gold, uh, the Thousand Teeth. So you're just like the commander of big hawks and giant decks. Indeed. My speciality is, is, is the giant creatures, uh, our, yeah. our, our yeah. proud flying steeds, which are the sure. hawks. That was great. It was a good, good trip. Cold, a little bit, but... Ah, uh, yes, you need to... Shaky. I probably wanted some sort of carriage next time, I think, if I was going to do that again, it's... Well, we're not in the... Quite the fright. We do have such contraptions and carriages, oh, but no because uh, the, uh, the night squadron were... Oh, uh, yeah, we just raw-dogged it. Exactly. We, we raw dog it. Sometimes we have to do that. Uh, frequently That's fine. With the deck yeah, yeah. As well. Small um, price to pay. I think what half an hour. Did you enjoy the view? Oh, it was great. Honestly, really good view. You don't see that often. No. You don't get up there often enough. I don't fly in birds. Uh, that's uh, that's unsurprising. It is quite the. It's um, actually a rare the treat. Yeah. Treat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. These hawks were something that one of our explorers discovered uh, a century ago. Oh my uh, goodness. They were ex- much like uh, the other. Castellar units, you uh, may have ran into some of our ships, which uh, specialize in monster hunting. Uh, we found these and decided to steal some of the eggs oh, and raise nice. them as our own. Oh, wow. The original hawks themselves, sadly, were destroyed in the conflagration of... Uh, it happens. Fireballs and flaming yeah, arrows. Yeah, yeah. Those How do you keep these big chicks in check? Well, they are uh, bound to a rider on their uh, <laughs> cracking. Ah, oh wow. Well, hatching, some people call it hatching. Okay. But we call it a cracking. A cracking, of course. Sorry, I thought you said cracking. I had flashbacks to something that happened a few uh, week, weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, big cracking. Oh. Nothing to do with cracking, mm. in a way. Just a couple of different letters. Different letters, honestly. No, it's been, it's been a weird trip. Well, um, and he talks... To, he talks to the, a couple of the knights who, who've jumped off of the thing, who bring them up to speed. Uh, you notice they're all wearing quite thick gambersons and jackets under their armor, which helps keep them warm. Um, I've my men informed me that you uh, were taken here as a request, ultimately, a transport request. Yeah. Um, and if you require passage back onto the pier, uh, one of uh, our staff can row you in. Oh, I'll swim. Don't worry about that. Okay. Well, um, I guess, you know, what do you do to have fun around here? Just while we're fun? here. Just a bit of small talk, yeah. We, <laughs> this is a military ship. Yeah, but what do you do when you take off that? When I'm not, when I'm on shore leave. That hat, yeah, what are you up to? What, whoring, what, what, largely a lot of whoring. Oh, um, brilliant. I went sure. to one, like a house, a whore house. Right. Is that what you mean? Which one do you recommend? Oh, I don't know what it was called. Um, but there's one in the center of town. The, um, the Wandering Crab? The Wandering Crab, I think that's the one, yeah. Is that the I, one I was going to go hang out there and high five the... You're going back out. to the whore house? Yeah, I was going to go back to the whore house, I can yeah. come with you. You could perhaps, I've got some time now. Oh, pretty well, maybe we should row then. I can swim, but... I could ride you like you ride the hawk. Let's give it a go. You want to try that? I don't think I've let people ride me before. Okay. But I can swim. You can see these. They get really swollen sometimes. They're not too swollen now. The gills. Yeah, the gills, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps me swim. It's good. The gills help you swim? Well, they don't help me swim, but help me breathe underwater. Right. Anyway, hop on. Let's try this. All right, the gnome climbs up onto your back. (laughs) So we're just going to... 
Prepare for a big old jump. Okay, he's got like, he's got his flight suit still on. Oh, brilliant. But, and he has like what looks like, like a life jacket as well. Oh, um, nice. That's like um, stitched, like a stitched, it, 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 it's, I mean, you know what a, a flight jacket, life jacket looks yeah. like, right? It's, it's um, it, it goes down around his chest um, and it's uh, two bars extending down and it straps around his back. Um, and it looks as though it could expand if, um, if the right thing was done to it. Perhaps it's uh, a spell. Um, uh, built into the fabric of these jackets. Um, I'll try not to inflate this, yeah, oh, but yeah. uh, if things do go awry, yeah. just let me know. Give me, I don't know. I will say my fins are very sharp, so that's it. My Your fins? My, yeah, I've got like those on my ears. Your ears, these, yes. Yeah, yep. don't touch those. Don't touch the fins. Really sharp. The spines. They are the spines mm. of those bad boys. Okay. They will cut you. So just watch out if that bursts your little bubble. You could die. Well, I mean, I'll I, save you. It's quite a large. It's it's about forty feet, fifty feet. If you jump off the edge of the deck here, but um, yeah. should be able to survive it. Sure. Should we just do like a bomb, like a, a bomb? A, yeah, yeah. Where you basically tuck your knees, hold onto your knees, and then you kind of jump into the water and kind of do. Well, I best not get on your well, back I'm first. Then we could just both bomb off the it side. It could be a cannonball. Same thing. Same thing, of. basically. But we'll yell cannonball at the same time. Are you ready? Okay. Ready? So, so you step right, over onto on the, the edge. So this, this ship is moored slightly away from any of the piers and, and um, pontoons. Um, it's slightly out because there's just not enough space. It's a very big ship. Um, you've probably got a couple hundred feet of swimming to get into the nearest large pier, which you've done before with the rowing boat. They've got ladders going up the large struts and things like that, so you can mm-hmm. climb up onto a pier. Um, you walk up to the edge that's nearest uh, the, sh- the, the shore side of things. So, you know, you've got one that points out into the ocean um, proper, and then this, this end of the, pier, uh, of the flight deck is the one that's pointing at the town. You walk to the edge of that, and he looks to the left and goes up. Right, Helen, tally ho. Right, Good after, luck. after three, we'll both say cannonball. Okay. Right, three, two, one, cannonball! <laughs> and he doesn't jump. Oh. <laughs> and he turns back around, walks back down the flight deck. Ah, got him! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So you hit the water, sploosh, and we cut back to these guys. Um, uh, <laughs> you have put the head of a carrier fleet on military business. I was like, he's going with these. Just going to get him cannonball. Cannonball is the last thing that crew sees as this fish man that's been dropped onto the deck by a hawk just cannonballs off the side of the flight deck. The crew of the flight deck look around and they're just like, oh, that's a long way. That's a big jump. Um, but you are a triton and it makes sense. Uh, anyway, back to you guys. The, the arrow has struck uh, one of the wagons and you need to roll initiative. Fuck, oh. cannonball! No, it's an arrow. <laughs> Seamless transition. That 19. It is a 19, That's so strong. I've got an unnatural. A strong roll. Inorganic 20. I've got a natural. Inorganic. inorganic. Does it make Evil a difference when it's two. natural or inorganic? Yeah, if it's a natural 20, usually a critical bond initiative means, okay. means nothing. Mine's right, a four. So it's a bit more of a, more of a punch. Dort. Hello. You're not first. (laughs) As the first arrow thrums and whacks into the side of one of the wagons, the dwarves die for cover. They are not fighting dwarves, as the mercenary may have suspected. They hide underneath their wagons, pulling down pieces of cloth and leather around them in a desperate attempt to seem like small, pathetic targets. Uh, a A kobold bursts from the hedge line. It's them! Yes, we found them. We finally caught up. We'll take all the things that they promised they'd give us. Food! 
food! And then one of them jumps onto the top of one of the wagons. Is it still daylight? No, no, it's like, it's coming, yeah, it's becoming darker. It's still, there is still daylight, but because you're under the canopy, their sunlight sensitivity is is, is somewhat managed. Um, They've been sneaky. uh, Their feet are covered in mud. Uh, They've clearly been uh, dredging through uh, the thick forest and canopy in an attempt to keep up with you. Uh, One of the kobold jumps up onto the wagon nearest you, above you, right? So the front, you're at the front of the caravan. It jumps onto the front caravan's wagon, oh, sorry, the front, the lead goat's wagon, and attempts to attack uh, Sword in the back. Um, Are we so, still inside the cabin, or have we got out to talk to this guy? You're not in the wagons, no, you're, you're walking along oh, course, beside them, because they're now full of lead. lead. Yeah. Um, you are on the front left of the caravan, okay. um, and it tries to attack Sword! Sword! It hits you, or it tries to hit you with a dagger. Got 13 to beat. It fails. As it jumps to try and slash at you from atop the wagon, uh, it misses. Its tiny arms not quite giving it the reach required to reach the back of your head. Its second try, however... Oh, it's got two attacks? It doesn't have two attacks, but I uh, mistakenly... I forgot uh, it has a thing where if it fights with its friends, it gets advantage on attack rolls. Um, It cuts at you and uh, hits for two damage. Slicing your neck, it, it, it catches you. Oh, you, you little you shit! Duck out of the way. A small nick, and God, uh, you nick me. Blood trickles down. Oh, blood's uh, trickling down. Your... Oh, nightmare. I says that you've only got seventeen health. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, right, seventeen health. He's done. Uh, within the bush, another cobalt. I, I must be next in the initiative. Pushes through. Jit. Uh, and, and from it, a, a bright orb of, 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 of light bursts forth from the canopy. Um, well, not the canopy, rather, the hedge, <laughs> for want of a better description. Out of the hedge, a ball flies towards your little group. Um, it is a chromatic orb. Oh, bloody hell. Um, and <laughs> it's it, all of them, uh, all the colors. Chromatic. However, the orb flies wide, zooming up. Above, it seems as though maybe the cast had tripped and the angle of the orb is not quite right. This colourful orb of swirling, hissing pain smashes into the canopy above uh, the scout that is uh, on the other side of the road. Raining from the canopy, little droplets of acid drop all around, um, cascade all around them, catching them on the shoulder. It it squawks and, and jumps out onto the road proper. You see as it jumps out onto the road, the light catches it slightly and there's a large black beak and twinkling intelligent eyes under this cloth hood that it wears. Uh, you may recognize this as a Kenku, um, which is That a, thing's on our side. The, it's part of the mercenary group. Part of the mercenary group. We're paying 50 gold for this. Mm-hmm. We haven't paid them yet, though, have we? Not Did yet. Did we agree? Just keep an eye on their performance. Right, <laughs> right okay. They can um, fight for us. Sword, you're going. Uh, oh, also, the, that chromatic orb, you could see where it came from now. There is a... Koboldi uh, character that is draped in what looks like magical adornment. It, it looks as though it's wearing some form of robe in its hand. It clutches a arcane focus, um, or what you think is a focus, which is this bundled together magical wand. All right, I'm going to get out my morning star and go for the kobold that nicked me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty pissed. I'm going to swing, and as I swing, it erupts in green flame. Green flame, blah, 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 yep. So I'm going to see if I hit first. 
And that's 16 to hit. You hit. Excellent. 1d8 plus 2, so that's, that is 8 damage. You, um, how would you like to kill it? I'd like to uppercut with the morning star on its little uh, koboldy chin. Okay. You have the perfect angle. It's just already swiped down at you and basically presented its chin to you. It sounds like a a hollow metal baseball bat. (laughs) That's really sad. Clunk! Yeah, a rock clunk. But also it erupts a green uh, flame Mm. from it which can leap to another creature if it's within. Which would strike the sorcerer. Wait, is that sorcerer on our team or against us? The one that fired a chromatic orb. The Kenku is against us. No, no, that's not a, that, so, so, so the chromatic orb came from a dip, the bush. From a bush on the right-hand side of the right. road. It fired out, and that, you saw that that was a koboldy magic user of some kind. Okay. Um, so that's what this would jump onto. On the opposite side of the road was the Kenku, who had parts of that chromatic orb rained down upon them, causing them to squawk oh, got, and jump into the middle of the road. They got acid in a bit. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so is there a creature within five feet of me? Yes. The koboldy sorcerer is within five feet of the other kobold. Just okay. inside the hedge. Uh, they will take five damage equal to my spell casting ability modifier, which is a, uh, a plus three. They take three damage. You take three damage. You hear a... Ha! Spellcaster! Not really, mate, but yeah, I'll take it. Oh, okay, I won't worry then. Yeah, don't categorize me in that way. I'm more of a, yeah, an artificer. <laughs> I prefer, can we not have labels, please? Yes, yeah. thank you. Okay, another koboldy bursts from the hedge. How many koboldies could be in this hedge? Who knows, the hedge is thick and dense and full of kobolds. <laughs> it jumps from the hedge and goes for what the mercenary that was talking to you, the half-orc. Friend of bad people! It says, it's screaming like a, an extremist. We've not established edge. a rapport. They've actually been quite bad at commu- Carry on! <laughs> you know, there's no possibility you could have said all this and started towards the enemy! <laughs> um, it has another dagger held high, a rusty, angry blade held above its head as it swipes for this mailed half orc who sees him. Turn time to earn your 50, mate! Ha ha! 50 it is, he shouts, and uh, as he sort of relishes the opportunity to uh, fight this kobold, <laughs> he, um, he easily, he, he draws his sword in a flash. It's a big, long, wide, short blade, um, sort of almost like a, a, a gladus or, you know, a traditional oh. Roman sword. Cool. It's for hacking and chopping and thrusting. Flat top. Yeah, this, not flat top, it's got a point, but okay. it, it's for close, it's chunky, barbarous work. Yeah, exactly. He quickly pulls it from his scabbard, uh, and the co- as the kobold runs towards him, he effortlessly parries the, the raised dagger away. Ha <laughs> ha! Just like Loblins, pathetic! It, uh, the, oh, Christ. This half orc seems a little on the racist side. <laughs> the orc now uh, uh, fights back. He goes to make a hit, and he does a counterattack. Essentially, knocking the dagger to the side, the kobold that's running from the bush with the dagger raised high, the dagger is knocked from his hand as he does one sweeping motion up to knock the dagger that's raised um, into the bush. He brings the sword back down and it bites deep into the waist of the approaching kobold. It stops momentarily as it bites deep into the spine of the kobold and he drags the blade free, spilling the guts of the charging kobold out onto the road. 
It stops momentarily, drops to its knees with a gargle, and goes still. He's, he's instantly killed the charging kobold. Who's next? He shouts. That's oh, a bit mean. Uh, that was a little cruel. Cruel? Whereas I'm lawful good. How is this cruel? You've just knocked the head off of one with a single upward stroke. Yeah, but that was cruel. <laughs> what this guy's doing is really cruel. <laughs> um, My moral compass is all over the place. From the hedge of infinite kobolds <laughs> steps a champion. A champion of the kobold people. What you did to these fine young kobolds is unforgivable! As he steps from the, the 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 hedge, with a shield in his hand, a weapon. This one, this is the one that they've like, you know, they're given all the good shit to. You know, this one, this one's a fighter, slightly taller, half a foot taller than the diminutive kobold. This one, he looks ready to fight. Still much shorter than anybody else, but he's half a foot taller than the other. The dwarves are looking at him like, oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> but yeah. relatively speaking. But relatively, that's big for a kobold. That's right? big for a kobold, yeah. Um, and Kapipi. Mm. He, he, he eyes you up. He goes, you, the really? betrayer. I'm not a betrayer. You, you. <laughs> the wrong voice. I need to up the register a bit more. You, this is, <laughs> this is deep for a kobold. God, piercing. You charmed my friends. And that's all I can say in six seconds. He goes to attack no, you. you don't understand. War isn't about understanding, he says as he draws his, his, his reasonably well-kept blade. Um, and he goes to hit you. 18 to hit. Yeah, that just hits. Mine's 17. That's he does 11 nice. damage. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, with, with what? With a large sword. A long sliced, sword. Sliced me. Yeah. He sliced you, yeah. It's slashing damage. Ow! <laughs> Oof. That took like 25% of my health. <laughs> yeah, you'll rule the day that you met Kobold <laughs> Dragon Sworn! You don't understand Kobold Dragon Sworn. This is a big misunderstanding. No! I'll, I'll wait for my go until I. <laughs> he says, he takes a moment. Could it be a misunderstanding? Am I wrong? Has everything I've done in my life. Up until well, this point, I... been a mistake? No! <laughs> it says. A resounding no. You don't understand. I'll explain the moment it's my go. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I wish I had, uh, took more initiative on this fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wouldn't have got so out of One hand. more arrow is flying. You hear, you hear the unmistakable sound of an arrow in flight. <laughs> Here it comes. Um, <laughs> This one heads towards Sword's face. Watch out, there's an arrow somewhere. <laughs> Keep your eyes out. Arrow! We hear it in Just the air. spinning around wildly. 19 sword. Higher that hits. Right <laughs> <into> my forehead. <laughs> Six damage. God, that, for, for what it did to my head, that's not so bad. <laughs> you took a massive headshot there. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's, it's got, got a sucker on the end. <laughs> this is like a blunt trauma arrow. It's not a piercing arrow. It can get hit. It's like being hit by a very hard rock. They put a rock on the end of this it's arrow. Just a rock to, they're experimenting with new forms of weaponry. And this is, um, <laughs> this is just a flat rock. They left a dent in my forehead. Kabipa, <laughs> uh, you'll go. So that guy, st I'm still arguing with that guy, right? You don't understand misunderstanding. Head honcho. Uh, I'm going to try and use, might be a mistake, I'm going to try and use Charm Person to try and convince him 
that we agreed that, that we've given their reward back in Goldtooth Town and they'll meet us there. Okay. So, so, um, so, like, you don't, so we'll have the exchange and he'll probably say you've stitched them up or whatever. But no, this is always a, the agreement. This is always... Let's see if it'll defuse the... Uh, well, I mean, charm person, how does that spell work? The saving throw, I believe. So, yeah, so you attempt to charm a hu uh, humanoid. Yeah, he's humanoid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you see within range, it must take a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. If it fails a throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends or until uh, your companions do anything to harm harmful to it. Rolled an 18. Ooh, it's 14 to beat. It shrugs it off, Craig. Uh, even at the high level. Yeah. You trying to charm me, are you? No, no, I seriously, that's what... What, what we agreed. I enjoy eating from your shell. I'm not inviting you in my shell. Who's Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see it down at the Goldtooth Town. Enough talk, total. So you've got to use that spell slot because you try to understand the oh, yeah. difference. Uh, you can so now move. Oh, that's all my... You've definitely talked enough. Other. Bugger. I'm going to go and run behind the other side of the road behind the uh, other mercenaries. If you do, you provoke a chance... Uh, a, a, an opportunity attack. That's attack right. They, they can't get me. I'm a tall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's an interesting theory. Let's, let's, let's see how it plays out. Um, twelve to hit. No. Okay. You you evade and stand further back. Yeah. As expected. So as you move back, <laughs> as you turn and move, or as you turn and move slightly back, you see further down the caravan. There's a couple of kobolds just gleefully chucking lead into the hedge. Who are like on the top of one of the caravans and they're just like they're unloading. Yeah, they're unloading. They're unloading. You shout at the dwarves. Some Dwar of the dwarves. One, dwarves, one of the... get out here! Jesus. Oh god, all right. And, and they see that it's just some of like the minor shitty kobolds. These ones don't even seem to arm, so they get up out from underneath their wagons and start basically trying to beat them away. I was going to say beat them off, but quickly changed that. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're trying to beat beat the kobolds off with um, like just planks, wooden planks, and things like that. They're like oh, swinging, and the kobolds splinters. are like. <laughs> And they're like, but they can't, because they're dwarves, they're finding it hard to like reach. And it's poorly thought out why they'd have quite such high wagons, but they wanted the capacity and clearly that's what's costing them it's right the now. It's the decadence of It's the decadence of dwarves. Again, once again, the greed of dwarves is legendary. Yeah. Um, Titus, we cut back to you as you hit the water. Spladoosh. You're in. You're waiting for the gnome to drop. You're Where's waiting for the splash. Where is he? Oh, he's gone. He's gone, isn't he? He's not coming. Or rather, wow. the gnome hasn't seemed to have broken the water. To shore, then. To shore. You swim into shore. No problem. You're moving with speed, alacrity. You yeah, move faster you in the water than you do on land. Um, oh, you quickly make it sense. to the base of one of the pier struts. Uh, there's a large ladder you can climb. I will climb it. Very good. I'm climbing the ladder now. This you climb the ladder. Oh. It's quite a tall ladder. You make it up oh, to the edge. Shake off like a dog. Some of, some of the um, people that are unloading on the docks and things like that sort of give you a momentary glance and they're just yeah. like, I, I just climb out of the ground. I swam uh, here. Out of the water. I swam here. The, what are you staring at? Very impressive, yeah. I wish I could swim like that. Bizarrely, so many sailors here, we just don't know how to swim, says one of them as he throws one of the mm, sort of boxes that they use for transporting fish onto the deck of a ship. That's tragic. You should try swimming now. Do it. Jump in. Roll to persuasion. Uh, 19. Oh, you know, to... you never really thought about it like That's that. Four. He jumps off the pier, the high pier, about 30 feet, um, into the water. Oh, he's not swimming anymore. You just got to move your arm. Oh, he's gone down. Huh? 
I'll walk on. You continue on. Yeah, right, just okay, gives yeah. you walking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just yeah. convinced the man to jump his death. Was yeah, I convinced the man to jump his death. Yeah. <laughs> where was that brothel? Is it just. Where, so like, you're, you're like from? you're at one of the outer piers at this point. So yeah, it's going to take you a good sort of 15 minutes to weave your way back through all of the traffic on the decks and on the piers and into the main town. But that's where you're heading. Over I'm to going you. to head to the brothel. You're heading to the brothel to high five people coming out of it. Okay, right. So you make it to you make it through the pier, no problem. You get back to the central hub area, the sort of terminal area where most of the piers convene. Um, you're on land now. It's cobbled. Once again, you're in the place where you first cobbled. turn. Cobbled. Nice. It's cobbled uh, floor. Um, and uh, to your right, you've got you know bound down to Master Flagans, uh, mm-hmm. which you know you should be meeting them at some point. Uh, the the caravan should be coming back down the main road past the rusty, rusty axle. The rusty axle was a few doors down from the brothel you went to, the wandering oh. crab. Uh, so if you head up the main street towards the rusty axle, on your left you'll find the wandering crab, which oh. was the brothel where all the half orcs were in the yes. the four way fuck fest you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, brilliant! Well, I'm going to go in there. Okay, you walk Just down. Say hi. It's it, lanterns are being lit, torches are being lit down the streets as as um, the night. Uh, well. It's still fairly light. Um, it's probably about 5 p.m. at this point, and the sun is still above the horizon, but uh, it's soon going to be dark. So like I say, the town is making preparations for evening. People are already drinking, uh, walking around. Several uh, punters uh, fall from the doorway of the wandering crab as a, um, a matron-like figure shouts at them. And that'll be the last time you use lobsters in that way, is uh, what you hear. Oh. Um, what did you do to the lobsters, with the lobsters? And they look at you, and it's just a couple of human sailors. They're like, what were you doing with them? Oh, well, we, um, we wrapped them in coconut leaves, and, well, I pushed it up uh, Roger's ass here. Oh, and he, he didn't want that. That's why she got kicked out. Why did you get kicked out for that? Roger is, like, clearly high as balls, you right. know, and he's got this, like, small jar oh, of yes. what looks like some smelling salts or something. Oh. Which he takes a huge huff from, and Roger says to you, Oh, the lobster's song is a sad and forlorn one. Up and up it goes into the lobster's hole. Will it find its meaty cuff covers? What are you huffing there, Roger? <laughs> Roger? It is the lobster's aid. I'm right here, Roger. It's the lobster's aid. What do you mean, lobster's aid? Let's have a sniff. You sniff it. Oh, my God. It's a very strong, pungent smell. Um, the uh, immediately heat uh, can be felt around your forehead and your temples as a, a head rush occurs, um, and your face feels very flushed. Wow! Um, and your there's a rumbling in your tum tum. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing with that lobster, mate? I, th- I say we should cook it. And he holds up the lobster in front of you. Let's cook it. <laughs> Let's find somewhere with a with a pot, and we can boil the water. And then we can slap it in there. How, how long has it been dead for? Is it dead? Is it still alive? Roger. Roger, please, stay with me, Roger. Roger, for God's sake, snap out of it. Let's eat that lobster, Roger. Well, that's why we stopped. Oh. The lobster stopped moving. And that's time to say the fun is over. When the lobster no longer can find its way from the hole, then the fun is gone. Oh, right, I see. It's one of the... Okay, that sounds... It's quite a big lobster. And then the other guy, let's call him... Paul. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Paul. You're right. Um, yeah, we, we can go to a local inn or and see perhaps if they have a pot, see if we can convince them to yeah. stew the lobster up. We've got the lobster. 
We do have a whole lobster, and it's quite a big lobster, and he holds the lobster up, and it's like, it's a large lobster. That's a large lobster. It's been been busy. But it's wrapped in, still wrapped in the coconut leaves. Um, But the claws are out. Right. And like every so often it sort of twitches, but it does seem pretty dead. Ah. He's holding it up by the tail, and it's just like, look, it's almost completely dead. We need to cook this quick. Otherwise, it's not going to be as tasty for me. Ah, you make a good put. You clearly have eaten lobster before. Yeah, yeah, and you guys seem quite whacked out, so I could probably have the lion's share. Maybe we go up to the Rusty Axle, just up the road there? Yeah, just up there. <laughs> I pointed at it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's go there and cook it. Ah, yes. Do you think they'll let us use their kitchen, even though they serve food and make money from that? <laughs> well, it's going to take some persuading, but uh, I hope so. <laughs> well, I want a plus four, buddy. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and look, Roger and Paul, Roger's like... Walking as if, you know, he's, he's yeah, waddling he's, up, you know, he's a bit of a sore he's butt. been through it, have you, mate? And Paul's there, like, yeah. with his arm over his shoulder, like, supporting him as they uh, walk up. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, you, you accompany them up to the rusty mm-hmm. axle. You walk in the front door, and it's a bustling um, oh. evening already. Busy, lots of food, fine smells fill your nose. Wow. As what smells like mussels, moulet frit. It's busy. Uh, a garlicky white wine sauce fills your nostrils. It smells delicious. As patrons fill the tables... Laughter and a golden light and warmth fills the inn. Uh, famous for their high-quality cuisine, the Rusty Axle has um, filled tables aplenty with a rich bouquet of food and smells. You make your tummy rumble further mm. once the initial heat and has, has resided from your forehead and temples and your arsehole seems to tighten once again. Sure. Um, Barkeep! I'm going to need a pot. I'm going to wave the... Wave Roger's hand, waving the the lobster. Hello! Look what we got! We've got a lobster to cook! It's almost completely dead. We should cook it now. Please, barkeep. The barkeep comes up to you and says, Oh, bloody hell. What are you doing back here? Well, I've come to cook my lobster. Where are the dwarves? Where's the lot you went with? They're on their way. I flew by Eagle Hawk. Eel hawk. <laughs> one of the one of those. There you're creatures. T- now I know you're talking nonsense. I'm you not talking nonsense. Have you been drinking? I know. I am. Well, I've had a little bit. Well, of course you have. Sometimes people buy me a drink as well, and I don't want to be rude. I'll get you one. All right. I'm easily bought. What do you want this pot for? Uh, I want to boil this lobster. I can get a you a bit pot. Of cook. We got like a fondue set we could use. I'll replace sure. the cheese with hot water. See what you can get on table set. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Oh, table set. Wow, nice. Ten gold though. Ten. Fifth eight. All right. Nice. All right, I'll set you down, um, Penelope. And out of the kitchen comes Penelope, who uh, is a um, half-elf, uh, dazzlingly beautiful, pink hair, um, laden with plates. And uh, she's delivering a few things to different tables, and, and they're loving it. Um, they are loving it. What do you want, then? She says, in an equally broad accent. Wow, I mean, that's... they're not very diverse people. They all sound very yeah. similar on this island. Um, Eric Prelope, can you uh, sort maybe the table and get one of them fondue sets? Bring a vat of uh, start one of the little mini fires we got on one of the tables and um, for the little war. Yeah, that's no problem. She says, um, yelling, uh, and uh, yeah, they set you up with a table. Oh. Back to the kobolds. Nice. Uh, okay, we're all gonna die. <laughs> we're all gonna die. Is heard. They're stealing our lead. A um, an arrow, another arrow. This time whistles across Crackle. the fight, but this time Crackle. it comes from the quiver of the Kenku. Kenku gold. Um, no, 
Kenku has loaded his crossbow in the in the, in the commotion that's been going on in the melee near the ship, uh, near the wagon. Sorry, uh, the Kenku has uh, managed to load its heavy crossbow, and a thwang and squawk is heard as it releases a heavy bolt into the hedge, the hedge, hedge of infinite cobalt. You hear a <laughs> as uh, oh the God. cobalt sorcerer takes the heavy quarrel to its shoulder. Taking quite the strike, you hear the sorcerer, as I say. Quick! The Kenku, the Kenku has an eye for damage! And it pulls one of the quarrels out and blood cascades out of its shoulder as the Kenku silently moves for Shadow once again. I do a thumbs up and a nod of approval, like that kid in front of the computer (laughs) at the Kenku. Uh, the Kenku m- does the exact same gesture back at you. Its movements matching yours almost exactly. Um, the Cobalt Sorcerer decides to blast the living shit out of you. Give me dexterity saving throws, the two of you. Oh. Yes, 17 total, so I'm doing it. Am I doing it as well? Yeah, in that so little box. that one there. Yeah, plus four for you. So, wow. Is that 14? Yeah. Plus four. 18, 18 and 17. Okay. You notice the uh, the sorcerer raise its hands. Um, you've seen this before in, in fights. Kapipi, maybe not, but you, you you know that this is... You've seen something. You're surrendering. <laughs> They're not surrendering. <laughs> you see this Thank is... Uh, you've seen other fire mages and things like that in your in your battle sword do something like this similar, and you know that something's about to um, happen. Something calamitous. Uh, you, ye- you yell for Kapipi to dive out of the way. You signal, basically, this looks bad, and you sort of shove him. Do like a hand gesture of yeah. like a little turtle. This is a turtle in this hand, and I'm doing like a diving gesture and pointing away. A book. Uh, how, many wo- how many words? <laughs> I just have camera gesture, three words, dive out of way. Okay. Triangulus Christ! <laughs> a ray of fire emits from the hedge. A beam of searing heat uh, carves a hole in the small amount of vegetation that's obscuring this sorcerer's location. Uh, previously, it had been throwing spells from within, from within the hedge. This incinerates any sort of bit of living plant matter in front of him to create just a perfectly carved hole in front of the sorcerer now. You, the half-orc, and Kapipi all dive out of the way, um, avoiding any of the damage. Uh, you manage to uh, escape it its entirety. Unfortunately, the female human is not so lucky. It's caught full face by this this scorching beam of heat um, and is incinerated. Uh, Screams and the smell of bubbling, burning flesh can be be heard and smelt uh, as as the ray uh, catches the mercenary and, um, yeah. Once the the burning the Kenku is thankfully not in in the path of the ray, um, but the human is. And yikes! Uh, once the the the, the glowing gout of flame um, dissipates, uh, just their boots are left where once the human stood. Um, you've dodged a bullet. Well, we'll call you. it a hundred. Well, I mean, it's good news <laughs> for you, isn't it? <laughs> Sword, you'll go. All right. Oh yeah, fire. Sure. I pop off like a little uh, 
flask of something which has cogs on it. And uh, I kind of point it like a remote control and uh, clunk a little switch on it, which causes a flaming sphere of five foot to just erupt. Uh, I want it to start on the left of the bush, and as a bonus action, I can move it 30 feet, so I want to streak it across the bush, okay. setting the whole bush on fire. Good God. Um, and I've got like a little cog here that's like remote controlling, like <laughs> moving it oh. left and right. <laughs> Nice. Artificer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what do I what do I have to do for that? Basically, anything that ends its turn on that sphere of fire will mm -hmm. take damage, fire damage. But I'm basically also obscuring and blowing up the bush where all the cobalt are in. So, if it's aimed at the sorcerer, you've got an FPV headset for it. <laughs> if they're already in it as you cast it, do they take if damage. They end their turn still in it. Okay. They can they can technically escape it if they okay. move and end their turn elsewhere. Okay. This is why it's not a higher level spell, I'm guessing. Right. Good. Is that what you want to do for now? Yeah, because that's my action and my bonus action. You are sweeping the bush with flame. Uh, yeah. Very good. Uh, the kobold champion now, still trying to get at Kapipi. It runs down the caravan. Um, several of the dwarves have managed to bat the uh, raiding kobolds away. They've escaped back into the hedge. Uh, the dwarves have now once again, sort of gingerly hid underneath their wagons. Still brandishing their pieces of like blood instruments and wood and things like that, but they're still hiding. The kobold champion uh, manages to go around you. However, it does provoke an attack of opportunity from the half-orc, who misses, <laughs> whiffs him, as the, as the kobold champion deftly ducks underneath its uh, latest swipe. Um, you need a longer sword, mate. That's another bit of helpful uh, commentary from Sword there for, during the <laughs> battle. Uh, it ducks and runs towards Kapipi. Its sword once again held high in what is clearly bad form. Um, it's shield ahead of it, though, so uh, it's going to try and swipe down at Kapipi. You won't get me, I'm a turtle. You won't get me, I'm a turtle, yells the thing. Uh, 15. Told you. <laughs> yeah? Okay, so doesn't it doesn't hit you. No. Okay, so what, how, do you, how do you deflect the blow as it sweeps down and tries to hit you? Can I just stand there and do nothing and he's just whiffed it that much that he can't hit me? Or, if, or yeah, would you rather you, I mean, it was more... I, I, it's more if you wanted to like use your shell. I, I mean, I can describe it, but if you wanted to use your shell, for example, to block it, then let me know. Otherwise, yeah. I just <laughs> confidently You stand, just stand totally there, still and say, and turn, can't, mate. You, you, you angle your it. shoulder ever so just slightly. Turn my back to it. As in his rage get this and in his frustration, <laughs> he miscalculates his sweep and the length of his, as Sword said, overly one. short sword. Um, <laughs> again, Sword reminds him, you need a longer <laughs> sword, mate. Uh, as he sweeps, you turn slightly, he misses. You feel the gust of wind as his blade gingerly misses, uh, oh, I'm going to use the same word, closely misses your shoulder. Okay? Uh, yeah, that's all I say. Haha. <laughs> Sticky Mickey, it's your turn. It's my go. Can I try to use uh, sleep? Yes. This spell sends creatures into a magical slumber. Yep, you can try. All right, creatures within 20 feet. Uh, Centered on a point you choose. Yeah. I know sleep. So the thing is, you have allies within the sphere um, of this target. So if you're unlucky, you could end up putting your allies to sleep as well. All right. Also, you do kind of want to try and center it on 
the champion because if you center it equidistance from you and the champion, for example, it will target perhaps you first because it starts, I believe, with the lowest HP. Target the Cobalt champion with your sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah start yeah, with just... the creature that has the lowest current hit points. I assumed I'd be immune to my own spell. Maybe not. It'd be quite fun if you weren't. <laughs> All right, well, I'll do it there. Okay. Um, so I just click this roll, roll the HP. Yes, three. So. And two more after that. That's three. God, that's four, awful. Five. Five, nine, fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> that was. This is going to go so well. Huh. You still try to beat me with your pathetic spells? Fight me, total beast, says the champion kobold. Your effects have no effect here, traveler. Don't taunt me. Your spells are too weak for me, traveler. Fine, next time I get a go, I'm really going to go ham on you. Oh, what are you going to do? Use your unarmed strikes? You'll find oh, out. Oh, claws! It taunts you. Titus. Oh. The bowl is placed upon the table. The oh. fire is lit. It's a small stone table with a recess in the middle that allows for a small fire to be stacked and um, lit to allow you to place a small metal cauldron above that fire. There's a cross iron grid. Um, it's a great little setup. Nice. Uh, and it's not long before the water within the bowl is bubbling gently. Quickly, uh, Roger. Time to toss that. Ooh, monster. Roger's back on the, the sniffing salts and he's nice. like. Lovely. And his head, his forehead almost touches the table before wow. he hears you say quickly, Roger. <laughs> That's it. He picks up the lobster. Time to put the lobster Goodbye, my friend! As he dangles it above his head, he looks he up and dangles it. Oh. Roger, he's not your friend. Oh. He was and never he, your friend. You wouldn't treat a friend like that. He drags the claws of the creature across his lips. No. Mm. What you did to that was not a friendly act. Ooh, ooh. <coughs> We're going to eat him. Pooey, pooey, pooey. Pooey. Should we give it a rinse? Is that what you're saying? Pooey. No, 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 no. The hot water will save it. And he flops save it back it. down. In oh. The hot water will make all of it neutralize it. Nothing yeah. survives boiling water, right? <sighs> Bit of flavor. Sure. Yeah, well, we're, it's got a shell. We're going to crack that bad boy open. Roger, are you okay? I'm are you going to enjoy this lobster the way I'm going to enjoy this lobster? And then lobster just... Lobster? The lobster goes in the pot. Roger just collapses, forehead on the table. Bang! More for me. That's Paul's more, there, more for me. Paul, mate, what are you having? What about me? Sorry? What about me? What about you? Yeah, what about me? I don't know anything about you. What, what I, want some, I want some lobster. How are you, mate? Where are you All from? Right. Where are you from? I'm from a uh, place just, um, oh God, about five, six thousand nautical miles from here. That sounds really far. Yeah, I'm a settler. Been here for about 15 years now. Oh, okay. So you've, where are you from here? Though? From in, here? Like, how long have you lived here? Uh, about five years. About five years? But you're oh, still telling people you live, you came from 6,000 nautical miles away. Well, well, I mean, none of us, I mean, there's a few native species, but most of us have just come from, you know, all, all over the world. Why were you kicked out of that brothel for the, for the lobster thing? Well, we paid good money for yeah. a private room, yeah. one of their water rooms, got a water bed. Oh, I haven't tried that one. And well, we would, me and, me and Paul, uh, me and Roger were going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. we were planning on doing with a lobster. Yeah. The lobster bloody clipped the water bed, didn't it? Oh. The water bed broke. Uh, flooded one of the rooms. All the water comes gushing out. Right. Front door. So it was damaged. It was you, you damaged something. It was yeah. Negligence, negligence and on your part. And then they asked us to pay for the water bed. And we said, look, you know we're taking a lobster in there. Yeah. No, they don't have insurance. You should pay for the water bed. 
You broke. So you think I'm in the wrong as well? I think you're in I the wrong. I can't bloody win I take today. you to a small place. I can't win. Tribunal. You would? I would, yeah. Well, lucky there's very little in the way of courts there or rules here. There is so little here, and that's lucky on your part. But you came back with a lobster, and that is currently almost ready. So we should eat that bad boy. And he sort of sits Which up part and looks do you want? Do you want the claws? Because I kind of want the claws. Do you want the body? I'll have the tail. I, I, I kind of want the body as well. Uh, you can, yeah. I'll have the head. You have the head. Yeah. The eyes are the best part, mate. Are they? Yeah, yeah. I haven't eaten lobster before. I only use them as sex objects. Well, that's weird. That's weird that you wouldn't eat them, but you've I used didn't them know you could eat them. Well, why? I thought that's what everyone used you've them for. You've lived here five years, six years? Yeah. Where I come from, there's no lobster. lobsters. There's no lobsters. Nope. You came from 6,000 nautical miles. There's no lobsters. No lobster between here and there. Well, you missed out. <laughs> Because you're about to have a great treat. Of is this the nice, eyes, is it? Of the eyes. It's how the you eyes to eat, that are really good. How the eyes then? Just gobble them down, crunch on them. They're how on the outside. They? They're not very big. They look like small kind of things like that one seen. Beady, sorry. Like blessing the things that well, one seen. Exactly. Seemed. More flavour. Yeah. There's flavour in the eyes because of it. Anyway, the rest of it's mine. So you're having um, the whole lobster. I'm getting the eyes. I'm pretty much having most of the insides of the lobster. I'm but you're not, saying when it comes to flavour, the eyes have it. The eyes have it. The eyes. Very have good. It. Right. Should um, we crack this bad boy open? Yeah, let's get her out. Yeah, she looks ready. Um, just dive, grab it. What? <laughs> just get your hands in there. I don't have any utensils. Are you sure? They didn't put any utensils on the table. Is it going to be all right? It's going to be bloody hot, but you should do it quickly. Persuade. <laughs> That's a 20. Nat 20. Okay. <laughs> Nat 20. Okay. He puts his hands straight into the boiling tank. But... He's so inebriated from what he's been doing inside yeah. the uh, the brothel that he doesn't seem to notice it. Ooh. You see his hand. Whoa, that's bloody hot! Oh, Christ, oh, he puts it down. Cooked. He gets a, cut, a bit of his ale, stuffs his hand into an ale, nice. cools it off. Ooh, God, yeah. oh, I was warm in there. Yeah. Are you having any, Roger, are you having any? And he sort of pushes him, and Roger just slides off the table. Rogers. <laughs> I think Roger might be out for the night. I think he's had his fill. I think he's all right, isn't he? Let's crack this bad boy open. Let's get some garlic butter. Yeah. Uh, and I'll have that. And I'll smother it in the meat that and I'm going to now devour. And we'll start cramping cr- right, give me a sleight of hand check for how well you break up this lobster. Uh, okay. That's our fifth. Do I have to roll for that or is it a specific thing? Fifteen on there. There is a um, sleight of hand if you've got any two. bonuses. Plus two. two. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, you, you crack up this lobster like a pro. Oh, sorry, I, I tuck in a little bib. Put a little bib. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Getting lobster ready. Ah, yes. You crack off the tail. Oh. Expertly pulling. You suck your tail out in one, dude. This is a large amount of meat. This is a large lobster. It's the equivalent. You've just basically put like two whole chicken breasts in your mouth. Oh, really good. (laughs) Extremely gluttonous. And then. And it, it's good, one. And Paul's watching you, and he's like, he's broken off his two little eye stalks, and he's like, oh, oh, how are they? Oh, it, Paul, mate, taste up. Bit like eating a twig. Bit like eating a twig. Yeah, best twig of your life, mate. You say with mouth Whoa. stuffed full of juicy lobster. Oh, it's really good. And and honestly, it's um, probably this was some bizarre. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's, Unbelievable. It's pretty good considering like how long it yeah. was up there. Mm. Um, it was basically dead before it got. Yeah, it has. Yeah, but y- you're all right. It's yeah. it's it's seemingly going down pretty well. Other other patrons of the inn are actually looking around in in, in envy. Oh, like they're all just yeah. eating like basic stuff. But this ain't on the menu. You're having a lobster dinner in a. I brought this. A, this is a BYOL. Yeah. Bring your own lobster scenario. Yeah. I brought it myself. BYOL. These guys. BL. Were too drunk to enjoy it. 
So I'm having it. You're explaining to the end how you exploited some drunks that had a yeah. sex object lobster that you're yeah. now enjoying eating. This was up his ass. BYOBL, bring your own butt lobster. Bring your own butt lobster. You yum yum. You proclaim loudly. Best lobster ever. Free, <laughs> free, free lobster. He but said I didn't. It wasn't all free. I spent at least eight gold on this set. At this point, the other patrons have already turned around and gone back to eating. <laughs> but you're really but honestly you're though, as if you're fantastic lobster. Ten out of ten, lobsters. Ten out of ten on on lobster. On lobster yeah, very tasty. Oh boy! Right, back to the battle. Um, Kapipi just did a very <laughs> unsuccessful sleep spell. As once again, the sorcerer kobold. Several of the kobolds now lay dotted around the place. Pieces of them all over the floor. The the robes got a couple of them just bleeding out. Well, I mean they're, they're all dead already. Really, you've, you've cut two in half almost. The sorcerer is unhappy about this, frankly. Um, it tries to hit you with another chromatic orb. It hurls a four-inch diameter sphere of energy at the half-orc and at sword. Um, oh. This time, fire. This ball of flame flies towards you. Bit tropey at this point. Bit tropey at this point, sword shouts. I've already used fire on the bush. I used fire earlier. They've all just got a taste for fire at this point um, as he rolls to hit the area around him. He rolls a 12. Does not beat my armor class. It does not beat either of their armor classes as once again the chromatic orb sails high. The, co the, the Kenku this time is looking out for this son of a bitch. All right? He doesn't want to get splashed like last time. He doesn't want to get, you know, the runoff of a fiery ball and instead the, the orb sails off into the distance. You hear the squawk of a monkey screaming. That better not be a monkey. That might have been a monkey. Again, all the things you've seen for some reason are following you around like a troop of animals. <laughs> We've wronged so many things. The kobold sorcerer yells in anger. God, God, circumstance sorcerer is very powerful. They said, study hard, study hard. You'll become a wizard and press all the other kobolds. But no. I can't hit a fucking barn door! Sword, your go. <laughs> I'm gonna press on this existential crisis and swing my morning star at him. Can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that is a solid 14 to hit. 15, sorry. Just hit. I'll use your burdens, mate. And I swing at his face. 1d8 plus 2. That's a solid six points of Morningstar to face damage. Nice. Oh, also, it ends its turn within your sphere of fire. How much damage does it take for that? Oh, yes. So that would be, I believe, not very much. But enough, you know? Mm -hmm. A little lick of pain. Mm. It is a whole heap of... Let me roll that for you. Nine points! Oh, that means then that your strike kills this sorcerer. How do you imagine um, it happening? I hit him around the face, mm -hmm. and I, I just point down at his feet, and <laughs> I move the cog yeah. of sphere under his feet. Yep. Toasty. He melts from the ground up. Ooh. As it catches, the incineration begins as he suddenly loses an inch, then another inch, until he realizes, as he looks down, he's melting like a candle into the floor. Seconds pass as this cobalt sorcerer thinks about his degrees, thinks about 
all of the qualifications and training he went through, the chance happening of the fact that he was imbued with magical power at all, and how that was all wasted on one shitty ambush in a jungle. Moments before the fire engulfed him entirely. I never went to school. <laughs> a cobalt sorcerer yells in frustration before that yell becomes a blood-curdling scream. Right. <laughs> it was a surprisingly deep voice for a kobold. Over his shoulder, the kobold champion sees that now it must be all up to him. He's used to his kobold brethren abandoning him. Pathetic, worthless, barely even known to be dragon kin in his opinion. He's an elitist fuck, you know? <laughs> he really thinks he's better than a lot of them and he's out to prove it. This is his moment. This is his perfect moment. I see that all in his eyes. Yeah. Well, you don't. Kapipi really? does. As he strikes right. Kapipi once again. You don't have to do this. You can get out of here alive. It's too late for that. It's too late for your friends. It's not too late for you. 19 to hit. All that way. Oh, God. I think you're going to get me. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. 11 whole damage is done to you with his glaze as he swipes and cuts and thrusts. Oh. Desperate to prove all of those naysayers wrong. He was just a laugh in the face of the wizards that trained for years, oh. while he just spent in the gym instead, just getting fucking buffed. Oh. <laughs> we can end this now. I'm gonna whisper you something. Listen close. I use dissonant whisper. Yeah. Which will, uh, Put him into a, a racking him with terrible pain. He must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 of psychic damage. It fails. Listen here. The pain is coming. The pain is coming. Here comes the pain. No! Here comes the pain. I don't have a small dick! Those potions were normal! Your penis is small! It. It's Those a small are good muscle one. building potions! It's less than average! No, it probably is though! <laughs> My biceps are bigger than average, but it has to come from somewhere! You're the potions are just mutant needs around my arms! Listen! <laughs> and then, yeah, three How much damage? Oh, sorry. Duh, D6. Duh! Yeah. Hey, mate. The five. That's a nine. And does it also have to like run away? Must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. As you do this damage, as it appears to burst into tears, it runs from the fight, leaps between the gap between the front wagon and the next goat. The goat snatches at it as well and takes a little bite, which it yelps. No! And it disappears off into a hedge. Well, the good news is, that the rustling recedes oh, okay. and you can no longer hear the kobold champion. He's uh, gone. You are out of initiative. As the battle uh, ends, uh, you examine this situation and all of the noise, uh, the Kenku nods to the half-orc, signifying that they seem to be safe for the moment. How is everyone? Uh, How are you doing, Sword? I'm pretty messed up, mate. Ugh. Psychologically, undamaged. Mm. Totally fine. Uh, with all the repercussions of our actions there, and uh, otherwise just a bit perturbed. Starting to think we should have just given them the doggy bag. Yeah, we didn't have any food at the time, did we? Did yeah. you have a doggy bag? I, well, yeah, we, we had our doggy bags. I don't know what uh, we were in. Uh, I feel a little bit bad. I, I don't anymore. Forceful. I was starting to feel a little bit no, guilty, wait. but then... 
No, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. Let's get the lead back in the wagon. What yeah. annoying little shits. <laughs> Dwarves! Dwarves, um, they're fine. We're fine. The kobolds, they threw a few bits into the hedge, yeah. but nothing actually happened to them. Wasn't we loaded them back onto the wagons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the mercenaries are there like, hello, well, well fought. Yeah, you lost one. Sorry about that. Sucks. Yes, we did. We did. Got the boots, though. New pair of boots. Nice. Well, I thought, you know, you'd want well, to keep them as a nice memento of... Same we, size as me. It's good. Well, you're not friends. Okay, weird. We, we were acquaintances. We, we, we uh, had fought together for only a few weeks. They decided to travel back with us. It's sad. No, it's not sad. They made I, a terrible decision there, didn't they? They should have got out of the way. You need to make split-second decisions in the battlefield, and they clearly did not. And I got a new pair of boots. You're going to give them a funeral or anything? or What? Give what a funeral? This pair of boots? He holds up the pair of boots and pours out the ashes. Oh, wait, there's a bit of whole foot in here still. Pulls out like the front half of a foot. It's more a sentiment. Yeah. But either way. You could close off all the streets or something and like, you know. New boots. He does have new boots. He holds up again almost to like try and drive her into the point. Seems wasted. Anyway, you know what we'll go get with these new boots? New trousers. New new Money. You said you'd pay us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 50 gold each, right? Yes. Close, close your eyes. Hold your hands out. Yeah, if you could. But no, no, I'm not. Uh, those kobolds clearly had something against you, and I'm not going to give you the chance to, uh, to, to let that happen again. 50 gold apiece. Pay the man. And what's your uh, other mercenary's name over there with the beak? That's Rattle. I noticed they do a really mean thumbs up. Yes, this is, that is Rattle. Hello, Rattle. It says hello, Rattle, back at you in the sound of your own voice. Weird. Do you hear that? What? He sounded just like me. Hello? And he says hello back. Look! Oh it's like God. an echo. Echo. And he sort of just stares at you. Like, mm. you know, just okay. like... Not quite what we thought it was. I toss uh, a sack after having counted them onto the floor in front of them. There you go. Onto the floor? So it's just about... I kind of try and... It's, it's not like disrespectful, I'm just trying to be a bit cool, you know, trying to... The Kenku quickly sweeps over and gathers up both. There you go. There you go. That's <laughs> back. Very good. Uh, so that's us paying you for your services. Now, what about you paying us for saving your life? Yeah. I did not see you save my life, says the orc. I just ran away in pain. I just made him in pain. He could have had you. Did you not see that? Could have nipped your Achilles or something. There will be no payment from us. We are the mercenaries here. It's a hundred gold if you ask him. I am not asking as he ties on the fifty gold. Okay, worth a shot. Farewell, travellers. Keep an eye on who follows you next time. Yeah, I can't help but feeling if you hadn't stopped us, they wouldn't have been an issue. Because we were moving. Yeah, we had like a bit of lead time there and you you stopped us. Mm. Oh, right. Well, agree or disagree. York says. Oh, Are you right. going that way? Because we're going that way. Is there it's going to be awkward. Like, you well, you, we like... travel faster than you. You're, you're laid down by wagons. Um, yeah. Perhaps we will cross paths in Goldtooth Town if you make it. What was your name, sir? Sorry? My name? Yeah. Spurn. Spurn. Spurn with an N. Oh, Spurn with an N. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Thanks. Thanks. Takes a swig from his water bottle. Thanks for your <laughs> service and all that. And uh, hope we never cross paths again. I hope we never have the need to, but if you need mercenaries like us again, we're good fighters. All right. We'll be in town. We'll yep. see you in town then. Good morrow. No, today. 
Very good, very well. <laughs> and it's just like, they both just like start walking ahead of you, trying to like noticeably a little bit quicker than what looks comfortable because they're trying to make some distance. All um, right, we're ready to go again. Your caravan continues. You thankfully, peacefully make your way to Goldtooth Town. Yes. Just an hour or so later, you break through the trees as uh, the jungle turns to city outskirts and the city outskirts turns to the city interior. Before you know it, and as the sun is very much set, the moon cresting high in the sky, God. you reach the, ex- uh, the outside of the rusty axle. Inside, you hear the familiar voice of Titus loudly exclaiming how he's had one of the best free meals he's ever had to all that will listen. Tonight's fine dining was free. I sourced a lobster from two drunken heathens. I kick open the and door. And I boiled it. Well, well, well. Oh! It isn't the legendary noble Titus. You've made it, but you've just in time, there's one bit of lobster left. Well, who wants it? What is it? It's lobster. Yeah, right? but what bit is left? It's the claw. Pretty good like stuff. The claws. It's Thank claw you. Stuff, but you don't know what so we've been through. Yeah. Do you want the kind of the the shell? Would you like that? Uh, what do turtles eat? I've never we had can, it. Before. We can have this. Just claw. have a little nibble of the shell, mate. You got any like lettuce or anything? Honestly, no. You can drink some of the soup. It's quite cool. I'll drink some of the soup. Oh, I mean, here you go, sir. Thank you, sir. There you go. Uh, oh, ignore nice. him. That's, the, that's Roger. This is Paul. What, the guy on the floor? Yeah, the oh. guy on the floor is Roger. He got a little bit inebriated. I found them waving this lobster around like it was nothing. And in we popped. Well, while you were dining like a underwater king, which I guess <sighs> technically you yeah. are, yeah. we had to fight off another thing. Oh. The kobolds came back to bite our asses. Oh, oh no. did you just feed them and let them go? No. Nope. Oh. Them to the, you killed yeah, the yeah, tiny little creatures killed. that were kind of barely harmless. Yeah. Wow. You had a, one of them got away. One don't was worry. beefed up. One yeah. was one got away. But how many did you slaughter? No, just several numbers of them. Well, you could. What were they? Were they trying to kill you? Or they? Yeah. Just, yeah. They. They were. were out. They wouldn't have just left if you just gave them a bit of food and then scurry away. So it wasn't well, really on the table, was no, it? They an fired an arrow. They came and stuff. in. They came in arrows. They were very angry. Yeah, they were pretty pissed. And we probably should have just given them the food tonight. Initially, yeah. Sounds like that would have been a. But you know what they say about hindsight. They also, they also say, I don't know, I'm hoping you could tell me. Well, no, I don't, I've never, I, never I don't even know what the word means, what does it mean? Oh, it's something like intrepid. sight, like behind us, like sight from behind. Anyway, this claw's lovely. Yeah, it's tasty. good, isn't it? Very it's good. Like, Dip it in that, that's good stuff. What sort of like herbs and spices have you got on top? Oh, right, it's okay, so delicacy. what happened is, mm. um, so Paul here, hi Paul. All right. Uh, this is sword, kapipi, right. sticky mitty. You may have heard of it. Chowing down. On I think this. I heard you did a good gig. Um, uh, one of the, the crown, wasn't it? Yeah. The crown gig. Yeah, just a couple of nights ago. And there yeah. was a bloke with, uh, juggling. Um, oh, what was it? Spiders. Spiders. Yeah. Spiders. Yeah, spiders. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. The guy that spilled them all. Yeah. 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 Paul, tell them where you put that lobster I before we devoured it. Stuffing the what last piece of soup meat. This as well. And Paul oh, just puts his hand on, on Roger and pulls him up from his stupor, like literally just. And Roger's just like, "It's a good lobster." This is where I put him. Right. So what, what he means by that is that the lobster had climbed up into Roger's asshole. Now, I found them outside the brothel. I think it's a sex thing. I think the claws are involved. <laughs> the nibbling and, uh, eyes. Constitution checks. 
What about the uh, soup? What is that then? So the soup is actually what we boiled the uh, lobster in. We hadn't cleansed it, so we thought maybe it will just clean itself in the boiling uh, fluid there. So all the you dirt has come off into the... That's actually most of Roger's detritus. <laughs> In the in soup. Inside the soup, yes. Baby, you I haven't had the soup, I don't. What is wrong with you? Uh, so I did you just about keep it down, but you're retching quite badly. I didn't eat the soup. I'll point out that the soup was entirely your choice. You didn't want to eat the the, the, the shell. Oh, God. Kapipi, you vomit in, back into the, the soup bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, embarrassing. I'm so sorry, oh. barkeep. The barkeep's looking at him just like drying a cloth. Oh, like, God. I don't know. Born in a barn. Actually, probably was. Oh, why did I eat it again? <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoying the soup. I wouldn't recommend eating that, Paul. No. Uh, outside, the dwarves are like hitched, hitched up their goats. Uh, they come in through the front door, and they're like, "All right then. Um, well, we can lend you a wagon if you like. Uh, we can't lend you a goat. We've got to take them for rest and feeding. But you should, between the three of you, be able to push the wagon round to uh, wherever you need to take it." We'll leave the wagon outside. Uh, your 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 loan is out there. You might want to keep an eye on it. It's very valuable. But right. the people around here tend to not openly steal. Thanks, Gurry. Oh. Cheers, mate. It's been an interesting experience. Do you want some of this soup? What's in it? Oh, just that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Did he ask what was in it before you started gobbling it down? He looks in and he's like, "You vomited in this soup. Are you trying to feed me vomit?" Oh, I did vomit in it. I'm sorry. I, I forgot. Oh, you see, because I just with vomited. You. This is what he offers you. Gentlemen, it's been a long day, but yeah. fraught with danger. Yeah. I suggest you perhaps get a good night's sleep, pay somebody to look after your lead for the evening, and then perhaps uh, attempt to mod over the fish head, because right now you're making terrible decisions. What is a fish head going to do? Who do we pay? Don't know. Ask Titus. To look after the lead. Hey, would you like to look after the wagon? I can get one of my boys to keep an eye on it tonight. Actually, no, you were useless in that fight. We can just wake Master Flagon up and just get him to take it now. Yeah, let's just push it there now. Should we just push it there? Then we've got the whole night. I'm sure we need to sleep. I need a rest. rest. I need a rest. Oh, you're tired. I'm tired. The lobster filled me up and it's got me all drowsy. The earlier we get it to Flagon, though, the drowsy and full. He might be able to spend all night making it into gold so we can go to sleep and wake up and have it there in the morning. Everything you're saying makes sense. Let's take it. Let's do it. I will sit on the wagon. No. Okay, what do you want to do? We're going to take the wagon to Master Flagon's now. Right now. Right, right now. now. Okay, go for it. How far is, push. wait, how far is Flagon's? Not far, like it's a 10, ten minutes minute around the corner, wouldn't it? It's a 10 minute I walk away, guys. it's just that way. Right, so yeah, you're out there between the three of you. You work relatively easily to drag this wagon. It, it rolls well on the, cobbles, on, on the paved streets. Um, just give me a couple of strength checks. Each of you roll two each. Looks like a nine. Oh, wait, that's... Plus zero. You say two each? Yep. 19 and a 16 for nice. old swordy. 9 and a 14. Okay. 2 and a 3, which means strength. <laughs> You're rolling like garbage. <laughs> Where is my strength? At the top. Top. Doesn't oh, matter. You three. roll something like a 2 and a 3 at this point. 4 just, and a 5. I'll presume it's rubbish. I'll presume it's rubbish. Um, okay, yeah, between the three of you, Kapipi at one point, as you're pushing it slightly down a hill, Kapipi kind of gets like worryingly pushed. He's at the front trying oh. to slow it down because it's lead, it's quite easy, heavy. Easy, easy! So he's like, oh, 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 o
Luckily, there still is a light, a small light glowing in the front uh, window. And I you knew can tell that owl. he's inside. Dragon, yeah. uh, open up! You yell. I yell. Dragon, open these doors right now! <laughs> uh, you hear this like, oh, good like in clinking, clanking of like bottles on the inside. Like, Wake up, Fagan! Who's that? Who's it? Who is it? And he, he opens a door and he's just like, Oh, you lot. Fagan, I'm so glad you're here. I thought it was the town watch or something. No, it's 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 just us, but we're exhausted. Wow, this is quite the large cart you've got here. It is. It's all Third lead. stuff. Pure lead. Goodness. Good stuff. All well, in little spheres. Well, push it around the side. Put, put it in my workshop. Oh, yeah. Right, sure. Have you not got a spell or something? We literally just hauled it all the way here without a goat. Hmm, what could I do? Okay, hold on. And he, um, he, he waves his hands. And uh, the wagon just begins to shrink. Whoa, 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 the lead! It's okay, it's reversible. And he shrinks it down, shrinks it down, shrinks well, it down. Well, you could have done that the entire journey. Well, it wasn't there. Wait a minute. Can you do it the opposite direction? Yes. So we could have just got you a little bit of lead, it, and you made it into a lot of lead. But does it's it last not lasting? It doesn't work like that. Longer than oh. a minute because I can do that, but it only lasts sixty seconds for me. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> I can maintain the spell for a few minutes. There you go. Push the cart nice. around the side, and it's now like sort of shopping trolley size, so you can nice. you can more easily push it. <laughs> oh, like little marble, yeah, lean it, and then yeah, <laughs> hold my legs back as it rides. <laughs> you push it around the side of his shop. Uh, down the small alleyway that's at the side there. Around the back, you have the, you see the two sort of uh, barn-sized doors on runners roll open as you. It's the same stone workshop at the rear of his shop that had the uh, circle where he combined the mankeys. On the floor inside, uh, torches are lit. Uh, it's it's a fairly windowless room, so the torches are usually lit. Um, they're sort of glowing with an arcane heat. You can't quite see a flame on them. Uh, and inside is the familiar large workshop of Master Flagan. The circle, the magic circle, is still on the ground, um, uh, but in its place, instead, is a, uh, well, on top of the magic circle, is a conveyor belt-like contraption. So, there, at one end of the space, there's the conveyor for the small wagon and the lead at one end, so he, he directs you to push the, the, the small wagon at the moment onto the end of the conveyor belt, and then he waves his hand and it returns to the larger size. Um, at the other end is a stone elemental, like uh, currently dormant, just in a pile, just like oh, uh, next to another sort of uh, like a wheeled pallet, essentially. And he'll be ready to take whatever comes off of the conveyor belt and stack it on that. Uh, the, uh, and it, in the center of this, this conveyor is quite a complicated looking metal apparatus, which sits over the conveyor itself. And in the center of that is um, a large pointed prismatic crystal, like a gem. Um, that points down towards the conveyor. Um, and the, the, the metal apparatus is sort of inscribed with lots of little runes and symbols and things like that. Um, and yeah, there seems to be some sort of system um, involved. Very fancy get-up you've got here. Processing the lead. Oh yes, yes, it's my own design. Um, it's a system that I've uh, used in the past, but it's been in storage for some time. I'm quite looking forward to using it. However, it won't be tonight. I think perhaps if we uh, retire for the evening, mm. I was just about to close up shop, if I'm honest with you. Uh, it'll be very secure here. My elementals are excellent guard dogs. Uh, we can convene in the morning. The process should take no more than 30 minutes to complete. Is this a good, just because we've got no kind of, you know, scale of what's a good amount of lead and what's not, like, is this a good amount of lead for a good amount of gold? I'm glad you asked. Well, what are we looking at here? Perhaps lead. 400 kilograms of lead. Yeah. Uh, well, a hundred kilograms of gold should be achievable. 
Uh, it takes about four parts of lead to create one part of gold. And how uh, much like coinage is that relatable to? Like a uh, let me do some maths, quick maths. Um, a gold coin weighs about 10 grams. So 400 grams of lead becomes 100 grams of, sorry, 400 kilograms of lead becomes 100 kilograms of gold. Mm-hmm. I take half, you take half. We have a nice 50-50 split. I feel that's reasonable. That, that leaves you with grand? 50 kilograms of gold precisely. You would walk away with 5,000 gold coins from this, this, this deal. Mm. What yeah. sort of options do we have here? We, we did the It is work. non-negotiable. Oh, it's entirely non-negotiable. As long as no, the process goes well, bloke, you are. I should be able to deliver you 5,000 gold coins tomorrow. But keep it quiet. We do not want no people to know that we have quite so much lead here. Is it safe now? Yes, no, it's I very like... safe within this confine. This is a, a heavily enchanted room. Ah, oh, good. I like it. I like you I get like it. Honestly, stuff, we yeah. should we should have a little back and forth. Maybe like a little brain off. Because I've got some intricate pieces of technology that uses magic. And uh, I'm sure I can share with you some instruments. Yes, I'd be quite happy to show you how this apparatus works tomorrow. Cool. Okay. Well, until we'll be then, back then. 40 winks for me. He begins to wink. Counting them. It's my night ritual. <laughs> just, Twenty on each eye. One Three, eye each. Four. And I'm going to go off and count some sheep. Very good. Saw a field of nice. um, oh, uh, You may sleep in my shop if you wish, or you can find inns. Uh, which would you like to do? Uh, just sit uh, here. I, I think. think. I forgot to get one of those portable bedrooms from the dwarves. Uh, what to get? Oh, one I then? think I have something. If you have bed rolls. We have bed rolls. You may sleep and get a good night's sleep in my shop. All right, we'll sleep in here then. Yeah. Cheers, Flaggy. Can I call you that? You can call me what you like. We have done a big job for you. Flaggy. You have. I am appreciative. Thank you for coming back and uh, fulfilling your side of the bargain. Brilliant. I look forward to making us both a little bit richer tomorrow. Hell yes. Let's do that. Until then, kip time. And that concludes session nine, part one um, of uh, Booty. I see low expectations. Uh, We will continue in the morn in part two where you will get your gold and go to buy your sparkling new ship. Or second-hand ship, as the case may be. That's just Uh, part one. Thanks for watching and or listening. We hope you're enjoying this. Thank you very much to our Patreons who are also supporting this and our other podcasts on Patreon. We very much appreciate that. Uh, You can catch all the episodes of Booty so far on the Hat Films YouTube channel, um, as well as in podcast form on many different platforms. Uh, See you in part two. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.